Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We're going to get stuck into the review of Super Saturday from Round 2. If you'd like to have a listen to our review of the Thursday and Friday games that dropped earlier today. And we also did our live reaction last night to the Jackson Hastings, David Clemmer and Tommy Talao situation. Gave our live thoughts there. Went pretty hard to be honest with you. Uh, Didn't hold back in that one on my thoughts on how the Tigers are handling just about everything in their existence at the moment. So those podcasts are there for you guys to tune into. But we're going to get stuck into Super Saturday, which included a Roosters victory over the Warriors. The Dolphins winning their second game on the trot. Uh, still the only undefeated team in NRL history over the Canberra Raiders. And, of course, the Canterbury Bulldogs, 26, over the Melbourne Storm, 12. But let's get stuck into the very first game, the Sydney Roosters taking on the New Zealand Warriors. Uh, obviously, the Roosters missing a couple of troops here, a number of front rowers, Matty Lodge out, Victor Radley not playing, Maria Hargraves not there. Uh, so a really good knock by the Chooks uh, to get the job done here. Shout out to their middle forwards. I thought they handled themselves really well when you think, obviously, Lindsay Collins, he played 77 minutes. He was incredible on the weekend, Lindsay. I was very, very impressed with him. Um, obviously, 184 uh, run meters, uh, 34 tackles. He was everywhere, Lindsay, so credit to him. I remember when I first saw him sort of burst onto the scene, he played one or two good games and he scored a try in them and I sort of, and everyone got excited and I sort of went, ah, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm not totally convinced yet. And then within the next six months, I just sat there and went, what the fuck were you looking at? Bloke is an absolute weapon, Lindsay. Uh, a very good game on the weekend. 71 post-contact meters. He was fantastic. But it was the other guys too, you know. Your Fletcher Bakers, your White, your Terrell Mays, these sort of guys that came on and played a really good role for the side. Not, you know, overly experienced first graders, but they just did a job. you got to remember as well that Brandon Smith, um, you know, he only played 26 minutes. So normally they take him off at 
Hooker they put him back on as a middle forward. So they lost him as well. So for the Roosters to, you know, stand up in the middle like they did, I thought it was very impressive, especially when you're going up against the New Zealand Warriors, you know, your Tohu Harris, your Adam Fanua Blakes, these sort of guys. They've got a very formidable pack. Maratane Kore, um, Mitchie Barnett. I mean, geez, if you were to put together, you know, your best forward pack from this game, uh, as far as middle forwards go, I think Lindsay Collins is the only one you would pick from the Sydney Roosters. They'd all be Warriors, essentially. So credit to the Roosters through the middle. That was great to see. And I'm sure that Robbo will be very, very proud of his boys. Uh, other people that did well in this game, Daniel Tupu scored a try. I think he bombed one too, but he had 200 run metres. Teddy had 200 run metres as well. Teddy a try assist, a line break assist. I thought Teddy was very unlucky not to score a few more tries than what he did. I thought there was twice that if he it was just a simple two-on-one draw and pass and he scores. They went other directions, and I think they ended up scoring off both of them anyway. Uh, but Teddy's stat sheet could have really uh, been blown out of the water there if a few more things went his way. I thought Suoliti was really strong. Uh, he was one of the guys that sort of bombed a try for Tedesco, but then he found Sammy Walker later, who scored uh, 231 run metres off 17 runs, had two line breaks, one try assist, seven tackle breaks in that two offloads uh, six tackles no missed tackles so uh, he's really starting to come into his own now um, I, I like him at left centre I really do I think that when they won those comps in 18-19 and they had a strike left centre and they haven't had one since and I think that that left centre spot's been a bit of an issue to put Suwali there I think it's fantastic and I also think they're looking long term uh, that they'll eventually have Dom Young there who will probably play right wing so they you know as much as Jackson Paulo's there he's doing a good job at the moment um, um, that spot and that problem is solved heading into the future. So I like what they're doing with Suwali. Look, Kiri and Walker both did their job. Both were good. Uh, probably Walker, the better of the two, I thought. I thought he had a really good game. Um, yeah, so plenty of positives to take out of this one for the Sydney Roosters. So the other middle that I didn't mention there was Benny Thomas, uh, who came into the side, who I thought he did well as well. So, um, yeah, credit to the Sydney Roosters. Uh, a great win for them, considering all the troops they were missing and whatnot. Uh, and still not playing anywhere near their best either. For the New Zealand Warriors, um, a tough day at the office. I mean, Jackson Ford, he got knocked out in the first minute or so. He was one of their better players last year. That didn't make life easy. Josh Curran came on. He played decent minutes, but he also got injured late in the game, so they were without those two. Wade Egan was in the absolute fucking wars. God, he's a tough little bastard. Uh, there was a couple of times where I thought, oh, he's got to go off. He's got to go off. Managed to bounce back, score a nice little try off a beautiful set play that involved SJ coming back through the ruck on the inside. It was very, very nice. Adam Vanilla Blake had a good game as well. 55 minutes. Uh, scored a try. 140-odd metres. Uh, was very aggressive through the middle. 32 tackles. But, uh, I mean, when you're talking about alphas in this pack, I mean, it probably should be AFB. But let's be honest here, it's not. The alpha in this pack is Torhu Harris. 60 tackles. One missed tackle. Uh, he had, what, one offload. And how many metres did he run for? He got through a heap of work. Yeah, 144 metres in a 80-minute performance. Do I think he can keep this up? Probably not. I don't think he can play 80 minutes the entire season. But I do think uh, that when you see them start to bulk up this bench a little bit with guys like Jazz Tavunga and whatnot, I think that you'll see the minutes of Tohu Harris drop eventually. Uh, but, fuck, he is an absolute marathon man. I thought Maratane Kore... Um, 
it was a little bit quiet last week by his standards in his first game for New Zealand, but bounced back with a really good game here. Uh, 110-odd run metres. He had a line break assist. He had a try assist and made 40 tackles with zero misses on the edge. So very, very nice of Murata Neokore there. And next week, hopefully, uh, he'll have his partner in crime, Jackson Ford, back on the other edge. Mitchie Barnett got through 55 tackles and a heap of work. Thought Tamara Martin had some really nice touches here as well. Uh, he's such a classy little footballer. He obviously, well, depending on who you want to give the try assist to, I think they gave it to SJ off that try, but I thought that Tamari Martin's ball playing on that role was really, on that try was really nice. Uh, it was great to see the halves lining up there, TMM and Sean Johnson. Um, Chance, uh, a, a good game by Chance. It's just, just, you know, obviously didn't play the entire thing, but, you know, in 53 minutes, still got through 110 run metres, 31 post contact. Um yeah, had, had plenty of touches and whatnot. Um, so, yeah, the, the New Zealand Warriors, obviously the centres, uh, it's sort of been a little bit hit and miss as the season's gone, uh, but they, they definitely are improving, I think. Um, and sorry, when I say as the season gone, it's obviously round two. I'm including, you know, the trials that we watched and shit too, but Viliami and Adam Pompey both ran for about 100 metres, which is okay. Both had three missed tackles, though, um, on the edges for... The New Zealand Warriors, that's where the issue's got to be. So I really, they really need those boys to lock down um, their defensive edges. And, you know, three missed tackles isn't a train wreck, but if you can cut that down to one, two, zero, uh, that'll make a huge difference for the New Zealand Warriors moving forward. So, uh, yeah, look, disappointing loss for the Warriors. I thought the back end of the game, I'm a huge fan of Dylan Walker. I thought he came up with a few pretty poor errors late in the game, just kicks dead and just um, just unnecessary stuff that he that he did on a few occasions. Uh, but, you know, you bring a guy like Dill Walker on, in my opinion, you want him to try things. He's going to make mistakes sometimes, but you want him to have a red-hot crack at whatever he sees in front of him. So, yeah, look, uh, disappointing loss to the New Zealand Warriors coming over to Sydney and getting close but losing. Uh, but, yeah, positives to take out of that game. I think they'll be better for the run heading into next week. All right, let's go and have a look at the next game. We've got the Raiders taking on the Dolphins. I tipped this game as an upset. Thought the Dolphins would get it done. Thought the Raiders would start a little bit slow, be a little bit complacent, and I think they were. Uh, I also think the Raiders, their game last week had an impact on them. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Going up to North Queensland in a tough, grueling game, going back to Canberra, then going back to Queensland once again, a little bit hotter in both conditions. Uh, They were my special of the week, the Dolphins. I always thought they were going to win this one. It was great to see. And, uh, yeah, this one kicked off with a pretty soft try for the Canberra Raiders. Jack Whiten scored. Obviously, they went the lead man for the first few plays down the right-hand edge. And then Jack Whiten, very smart. I thought Matty Tomoko played a great role in this play as well. thought he had a really good game, uh, Timoko. I think he's looking really strong at the moment. He looks he looks quick. He looks strong. He had a hand in a try later as well. He had, like, the, the key touch in that. Ran the line here. So, uh, yeah, very impressed with his performances so far this year. He's been very good. Jack Whiten, as always, very, very strong. Um, I thought that... For the Dolphins, I thought Mark Nichols, he looks unreal. Obviously, a good mate of the great Timmy Williams. Stay tuned on Bloke in a Bar this afternoon to see uh, Timmy doing a finny there after bagging the shit out of the Dolphins. Had a little wage. I was pretty confident last week uh, that the Dolphins would do the Raiders, and Timmy uh, was quite the opposite. So it was, it was good to take advantage of him there. Good little little bit of fun there. So stay tuned for that on Bloke in a Bar. Timmy, a great sport, and he'll get stuck into it. That'll be unreal. But yeah, I thought Mark Nichols, he was fantastic for the Dolphins. 
Very, very impressive. Got through a stack of work. Um, I mentioned Jack White before scored the first try. He also made a huge try saver on Jermaine Asako. Uh, and it was a good try saver. It was unreal. But if you go back and just watch the play in the rain, the hands of Branko Lee to get it to Asako, very, very impressive. I, I've always said I think he's underrated, Branko Lee, when he's just when he doesn't have injuries. He's an unreal footballer. And I think he's been a really, really good signing for the Dolphins. Um, I thought Horsbright, he, he had a couple of great offloads. Uh, he, he was impressive. Too. He obviously uh, got injured at one point. I'm not sure how bad that turned out to be, uh, but fuck, he was getting through some work. And when he offloads, are able to play off the back of it. That was obviously a hit drop for Jeremy Marshall King, and it looks like he's facing a three to four week ban, I believe. Do your own research there, but I think he's out for a couple of weeks. Uh, and that'll be the first real test that the Dolphins have had to face, which will be very interesting because he's been unreal for them, Jeremy Marshall King. I've been very, very impressed with his performances thus far. Uh, Isaiah Katoa, wow. Good God, he had some nice touches throughout this game. We, um, we've always said that we think this guy's going to be a superstar, but we thought it would just take a little bit longer um, than what it has. We thought it would take him a month or so just to get used to the physicality and the pace of the game. Um, the scary thing about Isaiah Katoa is that He's played his second game of first grade. He's played 160-odd minutes, and he already has time, which is something that, you know, you don't really see first graders get their hands on that much time for, you know, the first two, three years. Uh, Isaiah looks like he's just been born with it, which uh, which is what he was like all through the junior grades and everything. But to come into first grade at a new franchise with new combinations, completely new, everyone's just working out who takes ownership of this team and whatnot, um, it really has blown me away. And I, I really do think... Uh, that he is going to be a huge, a huge turning point in our game. I'm, I'm so excited about him. I think that for years, you know, like Tonga, um, Samoa, and whatnot, they arrive to these World Cups and they've got a stacked backline, stacked forward pack. But you go, where are the halfbacks? Where are the five eights? Whether it be you know Tui Lola here jumping in there or whoever it might be, Katoni Staggs has played in the halves before. They quite often end up with you know like Peter Godinay, who, who's a hooker playing halfback or whatever. I think that Jerome Luai, he's obviously made a huge difference. But I think for Tonga. Uh, I think Isaiah Katoa is going to be a real game changer. And I think he could, uh, you know, inspire a, a, a new generation of Polynesian halfbacks, which I think is super exciting in our game. I really do think Isaiah Katoa could be a, a, a bit of a turning point in our game. So early days, but I'm such a big believer in this kid. Um, it's not even funny. Uh, the hammer scores of a Sean O'Sullivan kick with about 12 to go. Oh, sorry, with 12 players on the field. Uh, you obviously had the Simbin to JMK, who will miss a few weeks. Uh, hammer, he's been everywhere. We, we, we were a little bit off him in the preseason, sort of saying he doesn't get through enough work. Wayne Bennett has sprinkled his magic on him. He's, he's taken a fair few hit-ups and whatnot. We'll just say for Supercoach, and we'll talk about it this week. Um, what did he score? I think, like, uh, a couple of tries, assist, a try. Uh, I think he ended up on, like, like 70 or 80 or so. So I'll have a deeper look at his stats this week. Uh, but there's no doubt whatsoever that Hamiso, very impressive. Two tries in this one, obviously scored the match winner, which we will get to. I thought Sean O'Sullivan, his kicking game was sensational. I, I just... I, I think the Dolphins and Sean O'Sullivan are reminding us right now that rugby league is a very simple game. And if you do the simple things right and you do the one percenters right consistently, you can win games of football and you can be super successful. And I think it's a great reminder for us all to have. And I love watching them play. And that's not that's not saying they're not entertaining. That's not taking anything away from the Dolphins. They're just showing an old school approach to footy, which is, hey, we're going to get through our set. We're going to kick to corners. We're going to umbrella defense you. And we're just, we're just going to play solid. 
and we're not going to make errors and we're just going to get through the game. And I, I, I'm really so impressed with it. To think that they, they've knocked over the Raiders here 20 to 14 and, it, you know, for the last eight minutes they had 12 players on the field and for the s- seven minutes leading into halftime they also had 12 players on the field. Um, very, very impressive stuff from the Dolphins. I absolutely love it. Um, Jeremy Marshall-King, when he came back on, he actually played a little bit of 13 and uh, the young fellow was playing nine. So it'll be interesting to see what they do next week. Uh, I would assume that they would share the role with Cody Nicarima. Uh, but yeah, I, I thought it was good seeing JMK play a bit of 13 and uh, ball play there a little bit. Uh, you obviously had Hudson Young. He got sin-binned in the 69th minute. Um, so so disregard what I said before about them playing with 12 because, to be fair, the Raiders had 12 as well. Uh, but yeah, I thought that his sin-binning offside at marker, yeah, I, I mean, I can understand why the referee did it. It surprised me at the time, to be perfectly honest with you guys. I probably didn't see that one coming. What about the shot that Hudson Young had put on him by Felice Cafushi? He is the absolute terminator at the moment for Lee. He is a monster. Um, now, what I loved after that, and I'll actually, you know what, I'm going to save this for its own podcast, but uh, Sean O'Sullivan, I really want to touch on him and focus on him a little bit later today. So we'll get that podcast out to you guys very soon. Um, and yeah, and then Isaiah Katoa, the moment came, someone had to seal the match winner and he comes up with it. Uh, I've got a photo that, uh, that I was sent last night by a photographer of Isaiah Katoa just as he's about to throw that final pass to win the game. And you can literally, you can literally see the grin on his face because he knows that he's about to deliver the match winner. And it's that sort of stuff that I think it's what separates him from others. His awareness and everything is just on another level. He is such a good footballer and he's going to be a champion in our game. I am so confident on it. Shout out to Rowan Clark who sent me that that, that photo last night. I might have to chuck it up on socials or whatever, but you can literally see even before he releases the ball, he knows that he's got the Canberra Raiders beat. That's what I talk about with time. He's got enough time to assess that it's Red Rover and he's created that hole for uh, Hamiso who scored the match-winning try and, uh, yeah, the Dolphins. Two from two. How good is this? I was completely wrong on them. Timmy was completely wrong on them. I think we were all completely wrong on them. And I have never, ever, ever been happier to be so fucking wrong. Did tip them this week, but I never would have anticipated that three weeks ago uh, I'd be sitting in this seat absolutely praising uh, the Dolphins and their performances. So credit to Wayne, Peter O'Sullivan, and the team up there, those experienced guys, Kafusi, Kenny Bromwich, Jesse Bromwich, these sort of guys, uh, Marky Nichols, what they've done up there has been sensational. So credit to them. Uh, they play the Newcastle Knights this week, uh, who will be missing KP and probably Jaden Braley. I'm going to back the Dolphins to win that as well. So, uh, yeah, amazing stuff by the Dolphins. Fantastic to see. Uh, you got two good mates going up against each other in that one, Sean O'Sullivan and Jackson Hastings. So very, very keen to see how that one plays out. But once again, I think I'll be backing in the Dolphins just quietly, which is wild. I'm backing them in to go 3-0. Crazy. All right, let's move to the next game. The Storm took on the Canterbury Bulldogs in the biggest upset of the week. I did not see this coming in any way, shape, or form. Incredible stuff. Um, Look, Canterbury, they played so well. I was so impressed with them. They led... What did they lead at halftime? 16-0. Jacob Preston scored the first try. If you listen to the podcast and you took that tip, I think you got about $8.50 for that. So that was unreal to see. I love the look of Jacob Preston. He's a guy that I'm very, very happy I've got in Supercoach. I've already got him. I think a lot of people have to bring him in now. I'm stoked that I've got him. Uh, He's a guy that I had in my Supercoach team. I didn't reserve him. 
which turned out to be quite costly, to be honest with you. I just had a few too many sherbets. Got on him for an anytime try score, which was great collected there, uh, but didn't put him in my side. So very, very costly. Costly. I was filthy with that one. You can't win them all, though. But, yeah, look, Canterbury was sensational. I thought Flano was really good. I thought, I thought he was nice, played some good footy. I, I thought Matty Burton was solid, but he wasn't fantastic. But you know what? If I'm a Canterbury fan, I'm going, you know what? We just beat the Melbourne Storm in Melbourne, 13 plus, and Matty Burton didn't even do too much. I mean, that's exactly what you want. It'd be great if Matty Burton was lighting it up and being the star, but you know that'll happen eventually. For you guys to go down there and beat them in this sort of fashion, fuck, I thought that was impressive. Kiraz, his stats were off the charts. He's a guy that a lot of people will be talking about for Supercoach Classic this week. Um, the amount of work he got through was crazy. 24 runs for 235 metres, 74 post-contact metres. He had a, he had two line breaks. He had one line break assist. He had 10 tackle breaks. 10 Eight tackles, zero missed. He was very, very impressive, Kiraz. Chuck, on top of that, two tries. Uh, he was very nice, very impressive. I thought Jake Avrilo was really good, too. I thought he had a couple of nice touches. Scored his own try uh, for a dummy half, which we'll talk about when we get to Melbourne in the second. One of the softest tries we've seen. But 10 runs for 140 metres, uh, two line breaks, two line break assists, two try assists. I'm glad that he got to score his own try at the end because he definitely deserved it, Jake Avrilo. Alamotti is definitely warming to the task. He's just getting better and better each week. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see where he finishes at the end of the season. I thought Max King was solid as always. Uh, 17 runs, 194 metres, 84 post-contact, 35 tackles. Very nice. Reed Marnie was sensational, quickly establishing himself as one of the better hookers in this competition if he wasn't already. 44-odd tackles. Ren for about 40-odd metres, but just some of his touches. They're just so silky. Uh, Billy Army kick out. Uh, obviously got binned at the back end of the game here, uh, which was disappointing for him. But uh, I think you can see that he is improving. They scored a try off some brilliant hands from him at one point. Quick hands from a great ball from Kyle Flanagan. Uh, so plenty of positives to take out there. Franklin Pelle played some more minutes, which was good to see. Um, ha- had some really nice hit-ups as well. It was was pretty damaging, to be fair. Seven runs for 84 metres. So you're looking at about 10 metres per run, which is good to see in 23 minutes. Uh, I think he'd be happy with his output there. But Jacob Preston, he's the guy we have to talk about. Scored a try. Was probably unlucky not to score more, to be honest with you. 12 runs, 116 metres, 42 post contact, one line break. And what did he come up with? Four tackle breaks and then tackles. He would have made 40-odd. Yeah, 39 tackles to miss. So, Jacob Preston, I think he's in for a big year. I think he was Timmy Williams' real sort of breakout guy this year um, for the Canterbury Bulldogs, and he's absolutely nailed it. He is doing very, very well, and I think that uh, he's going to be a starting player in this side for quite some time, Jacob Preston. Um, Hayes Perham. A name I didn't mention, 16 runs, 192 metres, one line break, uh, seven tackle breaks. Uh, Did pretty well, to be fair. It's the first time I've sort of sat there and went, oh, okay, I can see what Canterbury can see in him now. He is a little bit unorthodox, but we knew that with Hayes going in. He has got huge upside, so uh, one poor game, one good game. Uh, We'll see how it plays out for him over the next few weeks, but uh, yeah, definitely more positive signs this week. There's no doubt about that whatsoever. Congratulations to Cam Seraldo and and uh, all of you Canterbury Bulldogs fans, unreal stuff off the back of last week. Let's have a look at the Melbourne Storm. 
Uh, pretty disappointing, realistically. I, 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 to be honest with you guys, and I know it sounds stupid in hindsight, but I didn't see a world where they were losing this game, and uh, they didn't get close. And I also thought that Canterbury did them a lot of favours. I thought Canterbury played well, but fuck, they threw a lot of uh, a lot of unnecessary lot offloads, made a lot of mistakes late, and the Melbourne Storm they just weren't able to get themselves into it. You feel like they were just missing that Cam Munster sort of magic in their game here. Obviously, Pappy as well. Like they are missing players. There's no doubt about that. Um, but I still thought they'd get the job done here. I thought Harry Grant was solid once again. Uh, ran for about 100-odd metres, 90 metres or something. Would have made a heap of tackles. Did miss a fair few. I know, and, and this is the worrying thing for the Melbourne Storm. When you have a look at every single player that played in this game, there was only one of them that didn't have a missed tackle. Yeah, And that was, funnily enough, Eli Katoa. So you probably wouldn't have expected that. Will Warbrick didn't either, but let's be honest, he was a winger. Um, yeah. Oh, no, sorry. It wasn't Eli Katoa. It, it, it was Bronson Garlic coming off the bench. So, I mean, you know, 10 missed tackles for Tyrant Wishart. That simply isn't good enough. Uh, three for Nass, seven for Harry Grant, four for Welsh, six for Trent Leary, four for Eli Katoa. Um yeah, so not great there. I mean, and it's, you know, it's not the end of the world to miss tackles. Uh, but, I mean, normally the Melbourne Storm, if you have one or two guys who had a poor defensive game, you can cover it. But when everyone's missing tackles, it makes life very, very hard for you. So I'm sure that'll be something that the Melbourne Storm uh, will be focusing on this week. Uh, Christian Welsh, outside of that, three offloads. Uh, he, he was pretty good. 154 metres off 18 runs was nice. Eli Katoa, uh, he's probably the standout here. He... Um, yeah, 10 runs for 160 metres. He had three line breaks. There was one play there where he made a line break. He played the ball. Uh, oh, no, he, he made a line break. He offloaded. They went to the middle. They came back down edge edge. He made two line breaks in about 10 seconds. And that's what you love to see. It's that effort on effort sort of stuff. He was very unlucky not to set up a try for Nick Manny, who was sort of tackled as he got the ball. I thought Eli Katoa was fantastic. I was so huge on him when he made his debut. And then he sort of lost me a little bit. But I think you can see that Melbourne Storm effect is starting to kick in there, which is very, very positive. I thought he was fantastic. Josh King got through a heap of work once again. Uh, Jerome Hughes scored a good try and whatnot. I just, I'm a little bit worried about their edge. They just weren't getting much clean ball. It was very clunky out there. For example, you know, Will Warbrick ran for 146 metres. He pretty much never got the ball in Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. In good ball, you know, he, he just, it, the ball just never, it always seemed clunky going out to that right side. So it'll take time, obviously. Obviously, a new edge back row, Remus Smith back from injury and Warbrick. But I just, yeah, they were very clunky down that edge. And I don't know, maybe that was Canterbury's defense that made them clunky. I'm not sure. But uh, I think that right edge for the Melbourne Storm was a lot more to offer than what they showed in this one. Um, yeah, look, disappointing for the Melbourne Storm. There's no doubt about that. Uh, there's no real way to sugarcoat that. They will not be happy with this. They'll be devastated with this, to be honest with you, and filthy with this. Uh, they should have done better at home. So back to the drawing board for Melbourne next week. They, of course, will not get Cam Munster back. He's out for a few more weeks. And when you have a look at next week's games, the Melbourne Storm play the Gold Coast Titans up there at the Gold Coast uh, and the Canterbury Bulldogs. 
They play the West Tigers next week at Belmore. So the first return to Belmore game of the year, the regular season. So very, very exciting there. I would probably be backing in uh, the Bulldogs and um, the Melbourne Storm to get wins next week. So that's going to be a cracking round three coming our way. Guys, we'll have our Sunday review uh, coming a little bit later today. Those two games there. About to head into Bloke Studio, so it might all be a little bit hectic, but there will be more content coming today on the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 